Welcome everybody to the brand new uh, games club over here at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. We are now we are we are in our Q4 uh, of our games club, which means a new season is starting and um, I'm delighted to announce that we are uh, going to be covering Resident Evil 2 remake. And uh, I couldn't be more excited. It's just me here today. I'm the only one on the episode. Everyone decided they didn't want to play it. And uh, everyone's kind of just too busy. So I'll be monologuing for the next couple hours about Resident Evil 2 remake, my feelings on it. Just kidding, folks. Everybody came back for this one. We got everybody here. We got Connor McCabe here. Um, I'm, I too am scared. but And, and I'm also prepared to do this alone if you drop off okay that's thank you for your thank you thank you for that yes, that makes me feel a little me. bit more confident navigating this podcast we got tyler schnapp hello tyler from now on for this games club i'm i'd appreciate if you'd refer to me as mr s <laughs> i would got... say mr t but s sounds closer to x mm-hmm. yeah right and s is like schnapp Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And T, I guess, is like Tyler. Yes. We got July Diaz. Ooh, thanks for booing me. <laughs> We've got Roxy Pope. We're doing a ghost thing here. And so far, just, I can't tell you if there are any ghosts in this game. I'm just following <laughs> Jeremy's It's a, it's a spooky ghost game. And by the way, game. Mr. S is, has been dead for years and he's a ghost. Ooh. Oh, no. Uh, Roxy Poke, welcome to the show. Jump scare. Hey, guys. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then we have, of course, Mikey McCaller. Mikey, hello. Guy's a maniac. Why'd he bite me? <laughs> and we have the uh the incredible absolute uh uh just one of the all-time greats as far as i'm concerned nick costanza oh no i can't believe this okay <laughs> okay i think he's on a delay <laughs> uh welcome to the program um you know, for, for newcomers to the Games Club, either on the Patreon or if you're listening to this on a free feed at a later date, I host a show called Video Games, a comedy show. Connor McCabe hosts a show called Call Me By Your Game, a fantastic nostalgia-based interview podcast. We have uh, uh, Mikey and Roxy, who co-hosted uh, the Scary Basement podcast up until recently, and we're contributing to the Patreon with Press X to Scream, horror film and game fanatics. <laughs> right here we got the we got two absolute experts on the on the program we have the reactivators nick costanza and tyler schnuff and uh july diaz of inside video games classic with july so the gang's all here if if the super npc radio touches a podcast they're represented in this room and isn't that nice it's very nice yeah i guess it's nice it's very nice. It's like the fan. It's like the fan. No, no, the family's all together. You know, I, I love. But it's in a really not... hard situation. Just like in case, like if I felt like it wasn't nice, I would feel like such an asshole saying it the way <laughs> framed it up. I'll even say, I'm forcing like, everyone to th- appreciate it and think it's great. I'm really glad that we're all here, 
and like we're not like searching for each other as family members and then like finding out that they're off on a vacation in Europe. Like that would just be a disaster if that was mm. the case, wouldn't it, guys? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so you would want to be invited. Who tell your family about that, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm also glad. I will say this podcast can get a little wild and wooly. We all talk a lot, so it's really great that it's not anybody's first day on the podcast network coming yes. in this crazy situation. Mm. Can you? Imagine? I locked. I locked uh, July's microphone in his roll top desk, <laughs> and he had to get it out. And it was July. Did how long did it take you? To solve that puzzle. Oh, it took me upwards of uh, an hour or so. <laughs> and he that, just and... still doesn't know everyone's names yet is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had to sort of restart my file a uh-huh. bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to, to get into it. But um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other table, like any other thing we need to kind of set up. I mean... But... All I really I want to say a little bit up top, which is like this is the final games club that we're doing here in the year 2023. Uh, This is we have been doing this new format all year where, you know, we're covering games in a book club style format where instead of like we used to covering a game in one episode and somehow trying to play 16 additional games in a year, Mm -hmm. uh, we now cover one at a time. Uh, And it's been so much fun. And I'm so excited to be finishing off this year with a game that I know so many of the people in this group are very passionate about and that like I'm on my way to being passionate about. So, um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, So I'm so glad everyone could be here uh, for this, at least the first couple episodes. And if you're listening in the future on our free feed, uh, visit us at patreon.com slash super NPC radio to see what new stuff we have going. Uh, What if we're covering this game again? Can you what imagine? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's in the future and we all we have like new like celebrity guests and stuff. We're like we're like we got big guests. Billy like Crudup. Jim Carrey's on the podcast talking about it. <sighs> I used to wish my dad was Jim Carrey. <laughs> he said Billy Crudup. <laughs> Good pull. Yeah. Of uh Billy Crudup of uh Watchmen. Sure. <laughs> Listen. I'm is gonna he, double check. I don't. Is he an almost famous? I yes. think he's also is an almost famous. Yeah. Did you guys know that the kid in Almost Famous is the husband in that new uh, Max show, Love and Death, starring Elizabeth Olsen? Oh, oh. It, he is Patrick. Fugit? Yeah, he, he plays the husband, and it's not Jesse Plemons. No, Jesse's the well. Spoilers: the love affair. Ooh. Hey, it's not a Resident Evil 2 podcast if you're not talking about Love and Death on Max. Yeah, (laughs) which was also like a retread of the show Candy, which was another, was the same show, which is with Jessica Biel. I will say. Stephen Colbert was in it. Really? What? Strangers with Candy. Well, I I recommend if you're looking looking for a show. I I, I knew what you were saying. Yeah. I Uh, shook Jesse Plemons' hand two weeks ago. Whoa. Oh. Where was this? Nick's delivering pizzas again. Oh, I was going to ask, was this a public bathroom situation? Where were you? Yeah, I was in the bathroom with him. He was trying to wash his hands. I reached over and started shaking him. Uh, Did you guys both cut your palms before you shook and become blood brothers? Is this a Breaking Bad reference? I don't know. I just thought it would be a thing to do. I want to say that 
I have delivered food to Jesse Plemons before, Whoa. <laughs> and he was really nice. Uh, wow. And but I also do want to know <laughs> Nick's specific story. Uh, my boss is an important person, and he wanted to meet with her, so I helped him get to our office and. When I pointed him the way, he shook my hand, and then I got him a glass of water, and he said, "Thanks, man." Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you Is were like, "Hey, would you like to be on a podcast called Reactivators?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so look forward to next week's episode, <laughs> dude. I think it would be it would be such a nice boon to your podcast, to Reactivators, if you started getting guests like Jesse Plemons on the show, <laughs> and like go. maybe maybe some like Marvel <laughs> actors and stuff on the show. Yeah, Chris Evans is crazy on in a couple weeks. Yeah. I, by the way, watched... Uh, those uh, evil twins. No, Remember this, those evil twins? Nothing we're talking about oh, has yeah. anything to do with the episode, but I I watched Guardians 3 last night. Walter For Jr. the first time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Good movie. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So oh. we're covering Resident Evil 2 Remake, uh, a game that came out not that long ago. Unlike the last three seasons of this of this podcast... We're covering a game that I would not describe as vintage or old or retro. This is a this to me still feels like a very modern game. Um, certified fresh. Certified fresh. Even though it is now kind of four years old at this point, which is God. When I was a kid, that would be like it's old. It's old. Yeah, this mm-hmm. game I'm finished done. college. And it's also jumping off from a very, very old game. Like it does yeah. feel mm-hmm. like it still feels like a childhood game, even though it came out very recently. Yeah. And they do a lot of things to evoke that in the game, which is it's just going to be exciting to talk about. This game is very 90s. It's it's very much like evoking not only 90s horror tropes, but also like it's set in 96, 96, I think. Right. 98. 98. Okay, great. Um, So, yeah, why don't we go around and just talk about our history with Resident Evil in general and the game and where we're at with it? I'll I'll go first. Uh, I had a PlayStation 1 growing up, Resident Evil along with Final Fantasy were the those were the two big ones for me. Like it was the Resident Evil franchise and the Final Fantasy franchise and some of the best stuff they ever did I think lives on the PlayStation 1 in both for both you know franchises and uh we were really eating good in the in the mid to late 90s there with um with uh, specifically this game, which was a huge deal when it came out. And I just remember like renting it over and over and over again, uh, uh, playing the N64 version of the original Resident Evil 2. Um, you know, it became something that I could quote, you know, uh, you know, I just was, it was a, it was a, it was a big deal. And um, very, uh, you know, I, it, I became a huge fan of the series and like read the books and whatever. So then cut to like, whatever 20 years later i'm like the the remake is coming out and of course i'm just like i can't wait for this and uh of course you're thinking well how good is it going to be you know you it's you know no telling really i mean capcom at the time when this came out i think was on an upswing for sure they had come out with resident evil 7 which was good and monster hunter world which was which was a huge hit for them but there was there wasn't a guarantee that this was going to be excellent. And as all, just like the Final Fantasy VII remake, which came out the next year. And uh, it, 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 this game, to me, exceeded my expectations so much. I think it set the standard for 
how to do a remake, how to do take something old like that that everyone loves and worships and then bring it into a modern setting. Um, they do this thing where they change just enough of it to make it feel so fresh, but just keep a lot of the same stuff. And I really appreciated it. And I beat it over a weekend and McCaller and I did an episode on it for video games, a comedy show. And, um, and, uh, but I, I, I will say this, and this goes the same as the final fantasy seven remake. I liked them so much. I only played them once and never touched them again. Like mm. the experience meant so much to me. It was, it was like, it was just like eating a really good dessert. You're like, I, I can't just eat this all the time. Like, and so, you know, four years later, I feel, it feels like the perfect time to revisit something like this that just meant so much to me. Anyways, I know that was long, but this is an important game to me. I love it so much. Uh, let's go to Connor. Connor. Jeremy, can I ask you a question about nope. that? Um, so do you, and I, as you were talking, I'll admit, I just started pulling up a YouTube playthrough <laughs> so I could have it up while we talk. So I had to I, drown you out. I and I promise I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask if you talked so about boring. whether or not like when Bowser crushes yeah. the stage, it turns to a star. Um, I think like, I was like, Jeremy, have you played this game before? He's like, totally. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like you skipped something important. Um, <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you remember? Um, how you like what your anticipation was like for this game when it was coming out? Did you touch on that at all? It, I, I, what I said about it was basically that you know I think you're always excited when like say specifically a remake of a game comes out. Like you kind of know what you're getting into. I think with an HD remaster of something. Yeah. But when it's a when it's a full remake, I think it's no telling necessarily sure. mm -hmm. if it's going to be good or not. But you hope it's going to be awesome cool and i guess capcom had sent a pretty good precedent with resident evil 1 remake which was like this extremely faithful but like high res good looking version of hmm. resident evil 1 so i was optimistic uh but i just i couldn't have predicted it was gonna be as good as it yeah was. yeah um well hey thank you for answering my question um oh, yeah doc and good news i do have the playthrough up on a mini player so it's it's going through again um, for me, this is a series that I honestly can't even tell you if I knew existed back when we were growing up. And I believe, you know, July, just for reference, July, how old would you have been when this game came out? <laughs> the original game or this uh, remake? The original. Uh, I think I was finishing up my college Um years uh, once again throws my timeline way off okay <laughs> and so how old were you when the new one came out i was just finishing up my <laughs> second college run through <laughs> oh you did i went back to college. college yeah, yeah. You did a college, college a and then scenario. college b mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay well unfortunately not super helpful to what i was going to say but i this i may have been aware of this series growing up but i was I a didn't child know you were trying to create that now that actually makes sense um but doesn't pinpoint anything for me you were uh, like sherry could you do the I triple like a sherry, yeah. you were like a sherry type would you say i was doing the triple lindy yeah could you do it back then oh i can still do it yeah yeah probably when you went back to school mm -hmm. i should have known um I'm not I didn't sure get it. This... I couldn't get the respect I wanted is what Tyler is getting at. Good, good, good. Um <laughs> I didn't play a Resident Evil game until 
the fall of 2021, uh, quite literally two exact years ago, I wanted to play something scary for the Halloween season. And as it used to be, if you were a PlayStation Plus member, you got a catalog of 20 of like the iconic games for the PS4 that you were just able to download and play. So I started Resident Evil 7, uh, really enjoyed what I was playing, but I will admit I was very stuck. Uh, and I played through a few bosses. I was maybe three hours into the game and just could not find my way. And so I, I dropped it. Uh, and that is truly the extent of my experience with the series. I have some great memories of, of you guys talking about this game that we're covering for the games club on our 2019 game of the year episodes. Uh, this game got a lot of love. Uh, it was very close to being game of the year for us that year. Um, but I honestly, so much of my experience of this series is like through McCall or streaming it and like yeah. watching him stream this or three with Roxy or the, like the original two. And so um, it's been a series I've always wanted to dig into. And I'm so excited to have this chance because uh, just a little tease is that uh, ba da ba 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 folks. I'm loving it so far. Yeah, right. All right. That's good news. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, you know, I, Connor, I've been like dying for you to play one of these games, like just get in there so you know what it is. And like, yes. cause I, and, and we'll get into this here in just a second, but I, I feel like there's reasons for like why I feel like this game can potentially connect with a lot more people than just a typical survival horror game, mm -hmm. even, you know? Um, but mm -hmm. anyways, Tyler Schnapp. What's your history, baby? As a child of divorce. <laughs> you hear the crowd cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, uh, yeah, this is Tyler playing the hits. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a bingo card, right? That has, yep. that has to be one of those spaces. We've got mm. a couple checked off already. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Long breaking bad tangent. Yeah. Yep. July's age, Tyler divorce. Uh, I'm hoping to add triple Lindy to that list. Um, yeah. <laughs> I um, was too scared to play these games. I uh, was a weak child. Um, <laughs> I had a low tolerance for horror. Um, I did not. The first actual horror game I ever played was Silent Hill 2 in a haunted house. Uh, and Whoa. that sort of uh, sparked my interest in uh maybe oh maybe i do like this if i can get through this then i think i i like it um and i won't delve into the haunted house because <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, i have a couple oh, questions about yeah it. i think we all yeah. got oh, this man says the more most than a few questions thing i've ever heard yeah <laughs> i i did live I in uh a very haunted house in seattle washington uh, every Halloween, I do end up telling the story of this and I'll tell it a different time. I'll give some cliff notes. Now it was a lot of weird stuff started happening around the house, a lot of shelves and, you know, being cleared off, uh, things being thrown across the dog being scared. There was a lot of people in this house. Uh, people started doing Ouija and it was clear that, uh, there was somebody, you know, there's a spirit <laughs> did, hanging I'm out. Sorry, did people ever do Wa Ouija? Wow, Ouija. I don't, I'd have to, I can text this, the remaining survivors. Okay. Um, I think it's kind of insensitive that Nintendo started selling those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little insensitive. Yeah. Um, 
but anyways we ended up being uh we we ended up being becoming friends with a ghost um and this is true i don't know these are the cliff notes baby um we were friends yes and uh somebody had ps2 kicking around how are you talking about (laughs) being friends with a ghost yeah we were and it's true and sometimes at parties uh, we'd have people over and we'd be like, a house is haunted. And they'd be like, no, it's not. And then we'd chant, um, flick the lights and he'd shut the lights off and on. <laughs> uh, it was great times. Uh, cranking folks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we played Silent Hill 2 there. And uh, even he was a little scared. He said it was a little creepy. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is cool. I like this. The older I got, I started playing a little bit more. Uh, Resident Evil has always been a little interesting to me. This the, uh, this remake, I started playing with my friend, Jack Watt. Uh, very funny guy. <laughs> is he also uh, a ghost? Yeah, he ghost. Is, <laughs> he wishes. Um <laughs> And uh, I started playing with th- this with him a couple years ago, like two years ago. And we said we promised each other we would play this game together. And we only had a couple uh, sessions to play and then never played it again. So I am excited to go through this with my friend Jack Watt, who will never make an appearance on this show. But um, I'm having a great time. It's very fun to be scared with another guy in a house that's not haunted. That's beautiful. I love I love that. Um Thanks. You, uh, Silent Hill 2 is great. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, July Diaz. Um, my experience with this game, can I just say, I think a character in this particular game has won some awards, have they not? Yeah, multiple, uh, best new character award winner is the guy who drives the truck in the beginning yes, of the game yes i can't so, tell you how happy i was to see him yeah <laughs> and he's eating a burger that with time i've looked at now is absolutely disgusting to yeah. me yeah i remember yeah, it, it looking more appetizing look, yeah it looks like appetizing and disgusting at the same time yeah. it's very mm-hmm. strange yeah which is really the perfect visual metaphor for our fascination with zombie literature mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i might get a burger after this <laughs> good idea uh, give, me the, give me the Resident Evil 2 trucker burger, please. <laughs> Eat it really close to the camera and talk yeah. about how much you hate your wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever really played through the original Resident Evil 2. I've definitely seen gameplay of it growing up. I think I have more experience with the first one, the third one, and four and five. And that's sort of my interaction with the series and then of course with the remakes i sort of jumped on again and love this one i did love three remake even though you know pretty short but i enjoyed my time with it i loved uh four remake especially the dlc that i recently played was great um yeah i i was uh what what else can I say? These this these games. Uh, I got a couple scares just this playthrough again. Even though I played this a couple times before. Oh, absolutely! I did too. I can't yeah. wait to get into yeah. when those happen because it they're fun. But Nick uh, Costanza. Yeah, I have mentioned on previous game clubs. I did not own a PlayStation console growing up, and my friend who did mostly bought movie tie-in games like Shrek and Lord <laughs> of the Rings and Star Wars. So. Wow. 
I was not exposed to this franchise or Final Fantasy for that matter. And um, also, I was a big old scaredy cat. So I didn't touch these things. I had a phase where I was briefly interested in Resident Evil 4 when it came out on Wii, just because there were all these gory deaths on YouTube. Um, and I was kind of like an edgelord. But uh, <laughs> I never actually played any of these until October 2020, <laughs> one year before Connor, because Tyler and I did a uh, precursor reactivators episode on video games, a comedy show where True. Jeremy wanted to discuss Resident Evil 1 remake. So I downloaded that on Switch and played it for about five minutes and haven't really given one a fair shot until this episode. Well, all right. So we're it, it's exciting. I think it's just as exciting to revisit as it is for newcomers. I, I can't wait to hear more of your thoughts when we get in there. Okay, then the 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 two we've been waiting for patiently this whole time. Let's start with Roxy. Roxy, what's your what's your history with the series? <laughs> the crowd Ooh, goes wild. Here. I'm so famous. Thank you for giving me the intro I deserve. Everybody's been waiting for me. Um, yeah, my experience with the series might kind of surprise you because I didn't really play a Resident Evil game till Resident Evil 4, like when mm. I was in college, basically. Um, my experience with the original two and the series growing up was that I had a friend who bought those and then I would like buy Final Fantasy games and we would switch off and watch each other play so we yeah. could see the stories even though we didn't have like the money to buy the games each or we could have lent them but uh no it was just fun fun hanging out um so i had kind of like more vague memories cuz i wasn't the one playing those but um you know played 4 really loved it played the hell out of 5 cuz it was co-op so like i played it with so many other people i've played through that game so many times uh just because of that fact um and then went back and played the other older games in the series and everything the remake the original game all that then six came out and I kind of was disillusioned with the series. Like I think a lot of us were, and I think Mikey was too, for sure. Um, and then seven seemed like it was going in a direction that I was like, okay, yeah, first person horror. I know this is like a thing that a lot of people like, but I don't really care for this as much. So then when two remake came out and it was like over the shoulder and it was just so engrossing. It, it became like one of my favorite games of all time now. Um, and like reinvigorated my love for the series of Resident Evil in general. Um, I ended up streaming like all the games, replaying them all on Twitch and everything. Even like the weird spinoffs like Survivor um, and oh, Dead yeah. Aim. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> Dead Aim that's what, that's when you really need a fix. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, it kind of like just reinvigorated my love of survival horror games in general too. Like I always loved Silent Hill growing up and stuff. I play more of Silent Hill actually than uh, Resident Evil as a kid. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil Two remake. It like you guys said, it's what a remake should be. Um, it it was great, <laughs> and yeah. I'm so glad I get to talk about it with you guys. I'm so glad that the patrons picked it. Yeah, me too. Thank you, patrons. Well, interesting because I mean, not that we need to get into the minutia of it but this our previous election ended in a tie and we all had to break that tie which mm. is in the bylaws it's in the yeah. bylaws <laughs> yeah uh, but we, it true. was uh, it was unanimous which is kind of amazing yeah mm. <laughs> let's yeah. see if uh whoever helped break that tie gets the hate that i got for choosing pokemon <laughs> <laughs> i do want to remind everyone that 
Nick's vote wasn't even the deciding vote on that. Yeah. <laughs> it won by like two or three. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Michael. And Roxy, sorry, could I ask oh. one question? You did mention that you went to college. Is that where you learned to do the triple indie? <laughs> yeah, but only the second time I went to college. Like okay, July. great. <laughs> on co college B. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on yeah. the B route. Okay. Uh, McCaller, regale us with a tale, a sordid tale of zombies. I, I want to kind of brush through my, I, I feel like I've talked about my Resident Evil history a lot on a lot of these podcasts. You know, the Cliff Notes version is my friend's dad owned a local video game store. And so right when Resident Evil 2 came out, we had a sleepover at a video game store. So cool. uh, and I wanted to play it. He was like, nah, that's the game we're playing. So here's Resident Evil 1 set us up. So Resident Evil 2 was like adulthood incarnate. Like it was the this passage into like the world of adults. So that was very cool. Um, one thing I want to talk about in regards to this game specifically, and I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, in a way, you have me to thank for this remake being made. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, uh, thanks. I was very active in the uh, Resident Evil community, making and signing and passing around uh, petitions for Capcom <laughs> to remake Resident Evil 2. This is real? This is real. Uh, I was just like, whatever. I believe the ghost right story now. more than this. I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> so it was basically whenever I would come across, like, because it was kind of assumed once Resident Evil 1 was remade that Resident Evil 2 would be remade in the same style. And the Resident Evil 1 remake came out in like 2002. And yeah, we didn't man. get this game until 2019. So there was a big gap of time. And Capcom was like, yeah, we might do it if the fan demand is there. They were like kind of putzing around it. So whenever I saw a petition, I would sign it. I would share it on the internet, uh, on my Facebooks. It was the only time I've ever, like, I've had friends with devastating diseases. Won't share the link to their GoFundMe. But to no. get Resident Evil no. 2 remade, I was Ma active. McCaller has never voted. Yeah. <laughs> he, there's Yeah, all of his friends are contracting the T-virus around him and he won't share their GoFundMes. <laughs> this um, came to a head when I yeah. posted a uh, a Facebook post about a Resident Evil 2, like remake Resident Evil 2 in, I don't know, maybe 2012. Uh, and wrote just like as a bit, like this was a cause my grandfather who is since passed, uh, who I very much love. This is a cause he was very much involved in, cause mm -hmm. it meant a lot to oh him. Oh my God. And then the link was <laughs> to a Resident Evil 2 petition. And uh, my like adult cousin, who's like 10 years older than me, got really pissed at me. <laughs> was huh. like, no, our grandfather like fishing and hunting. You're dishonoring your memory of him by saying he liked a silly game. And then I thought about it for like half a second. I was like, no, no, no. When I was really into Ninja Turtles as a kid, my grandpa would make me Ninja Turtles weapons. Uh, when I super loved Pee Wee Herman, he like went to the store on his own accord and bought like this plastic fireman's helmet and recreated that like Pee Wee Herman eyeball helmet. Uh, if you Ooh. remember this, his bicycle helmet. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So you told like... me that he went to get Pee Wee's autograph at that movie theater. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> R.I.P. Paul. <laughs> Oh, and he got that autograph. <laughs> but so, like, with just a little bit of thought, I was like, no, no, no. My grandfather 
would have loved Resident Evil 2 because I love Resident Evil 2. So actually, this isn't a lie. This is actually <laughs> some, like made me feel better about my connection with my grandfather. caller logic right there. I love that logic. <laughs> yeah. Years after he had passed away, I found another thing I shared in common with him. So I was like, actually, fuck you, Sean, my adult cousin. You yeah. go right to hell. Whoa. I agree with McCaller here on two accounts. One, fuck Sean, absolutely. <laughs> but And two, I have no respect for the dead either. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely zero. Yeah. Now, do you think Sean would have liked Nick's joke? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Grandpa didn't like gay pornography. He liked hunting and fishing. <laughs> All right. Over my head. What kind of pornography was he watching? I don't know. I thought it was like. like I need to litigate it. I thought it was animal stuff. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't have no idea. No, that's that's Jeremy's classic disrespect for the dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're dead, you're out of here. You're out of the conversation, baby. Wow. Oh, yeah. We're moving on. We're moving we on. What about the undead? And thank you for that, July. I would like to dovetail into more Resident Evil 2 stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dovetail. I forgot to mention, though, Tyler and I are friends with Mr. X. He occasionally appears on Reactivators. <laughs> that's, that's true. true. Oh, that's oh, fine. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't get him for this episode of the podcast. Jesus. Uh -uh. Unless, is he here? <laughs> I got a uh, feeling he might show up later. Yeah, okay. I think. I think oh, okay. I think he, he often needs a refresher for him no, right now. <laughs> he often needs a refresher on how his own voice sounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he might need to remembers. go to the bathroom. He might need to excuse himself to the restroom to do it a little bit. Just yeah. come back. Yeah. I yeah. think too, if because I'm aware of this character, if it's anything like the game, then it might be a couple episodes if he th if he comes in when he should. Mm -hmm. Oh sure, uh, but I can't yeah. say for sure or not. Well, I, I can tell it. you, I can tell you that this was a game to, uh, that was released in 2019, published by Capcom, and um, it now is basically been ported on every existing console, uh, including the Nintendo Switch. You can do a cloud version of it. Probably wouldn't want to, but I tried um, it just this week. Oh, and how was it? I got the little gameplay demo. It's pretty bad. Oh, oh. folks, it is. It is like watching a, a, a movie through like if you smeared uh, Vaseline <laughs> on your television screen, it's just like so low res. Yeah. Leon is so clearly on a different plane of existence from the oh, background. It's very goodness. Um, yeah, so this is coming um, off of the heels of uh, Resident Evil 7 which was a, a, a hugely popular game for them. I think that that game did really well for them. And it's sort Some of like... Some heels. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, I think uh, there was eight, right? Well, Lady eight, D? yes. Are you talking about Lady D? D to D? D to D. The... Uh... The game is uh, developed in the RE engine. We should talk about RE engine real quick. That's a beautiful mm. engine. That's a beautiful yeah. gaming engine. I, sure, I it might be yeah. my favorite. Really uh, especially, you know, I like seeing anything rendered in that engine. You know, I have burgers. to say, I burgers, <laughs> Lady D. <laughs> <laughs> not even joking. I was kind of awestruck. Oh, get ready, by how folks. Beautiful He's not joking. Is. Get ready. Somebody say Mr. X. <laughs> okay, no, there, he there he is. Wow. I'm here um, in my yeah, trench did, coat. Nick, were you, were you saying you were awestruck by this game? No, nah, I don't want to be sincere. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I do uh, agree I want to hear Nick, what like, Nick has to say. Yeah, yeah it I is too. beautiful. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, 
there were times when I wasn't running from zombies where I was kind of just standing, especially in the streets in the beginning and what we'll mm-hmm. cover in this episode. It's just like, oh my gosh, the dynamic lighting and the rain. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sure is. It, it's a Which, look. Uh, version are you playing, Nick? Resident Evil 2 remake, the PS5 upgrade. No, okay, that's what I'm playing. That's, that's the version I'm playing as well. Yeah, Jame. Me too. Damn, I'm back in the past on my PS4. Do you uh, have a PS5 yet, though, Roxy? No. We gotta get oh, the campaign wow. going. We gotta the get patrons. this campaign going. Get if Roxy. We get a hundred more patrons this yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, this month. Hell yeah! Everybody share the GoFundMe link except me, Roxy. <laughs> I begged for a year to get one. <laughs> And I finally got one, not from anybody who listens. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got one. That's the most important part, right? <laughs> yeah, it rocked. Okay, um, well, you're an inspiration. Someday I'll be like you, Tyler. Yeah. Just so, one more year. Just one more the, year. Uh, to kind of set up the game, you know, as if, you know, people listening might not have played it or whatever, or uh, basically... Te- technically the game is a like a third person action game uh it you know sort of developed in a very modern style uh to mccaller's point earlier you know the expectation was always that we would get that tank controlled sort of fixed camera version of re2 as a remake and that never happened instead they just totally fitted this entire thing into this new sort of style and i i guess um uh it, it's it's i i feel like the game is much better for that in a lot of ways and like even though there is something of me that feels like disappointed we didn't get a remake in the aughts maybe like that would have been similar to to this because i do like that tank control version of it i do think that this version of it works uh just as just as well and they're able to do things with the camera i feel like that are just as scary and just as stylized and stuff um does anyone have any strong feelings about this it being in a third person action style versus a fixed camera tank control i i don't i i don't know enough about it to even compare How, how is it different exactly this is like third person over the shoulder almost like gears of war right Mm. This is yeah. like Gears of War, and the old games are like um, like those old survival horror games in the PS2, like Silent Hill and Resident Evil, where it's like a fixed camera. You walk yeah, into a room. Yeah, it doesn't follow the player. Yeah, it doesn't follow the player. You'll 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 run into. Di- it's almost like you're running into a different camera shot each oh, time. Oh, I prefer like... this so much to that. There, yeah. even in like the early parts of this game, there's at least like one security camera shot where you're seeing, like an officer like fend off a zombie or something and that's kind of like what when i've watched like mccaller stream that it mm-hmm. looks like he's doing in the original games that's yeah. a great call i didn't realize that mm-hmm. that there is a little opening cinema very early in this game where an, an officer runs between four different security cameras that is exactly that that is the fixed camera that is a mm-hmm. man moving through a space that's kind of like nick an easter egg it's kind of like your camera now like if yeah. there was a zombie rushing you but like we were controlling you the way your camera looks, mm-hmm. um, uh, but we we would never have the camera over your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Okay. Yeah, let's see if this works. Can uh, can you put your right hand <laughs> up, Nick? <laughs> oh, great. Okay, great. That's it. Wow, it worked. 
Um, so that's that's technically, I, I I guess, how to describe the game. Keep but the, I but July stop. Keep the hand down. We did we did hear from Mikey and Roxy a little bit, but I'm actually going to throw it back to them again because I want you guys to, if you wouldn't mind, describing what Resident Evil is not technically for the listeners. Like, what is what are these games? What's the vibe of these games? Like, what what makes these games special? You know, like how would you describe Resident Evil? You know, if you had to describe it as different as Silent Hill or different than other franchises. Mikey, do you want to go first? Yeah, I, I will say the thing that I, I think this remake hits that the old games hit is this kind of like the story and atmosphere and setting are scary. And there are jump scares that are coming from the narrative. But I think what really makes the game scary, even when you played them as many times as Roxy and I and Jeremy have, like the gameplay is scary there's mm-hmm. limited ammo there is limited inventory space there is like it's still not the easiest thing to dodge zombies they have made mm-hmm. uh in the earlier games because the controls you are essentially an rc car like up is the only way to go forward and then you just spin those controls are a little wonky but even this game that feels so good to play the zombies have like a really wide area that they can grab you and the game is great at funneling you down small corridors so yeah i've been like trying to get reused to that on this replay too which has just been like oh yeah i forgot how much reach these dudes have yeah (laughs) yeah and once they tag you like you are in a full-on cinema scene where they're biting you and it's (laughs) violent and scary um but yeah there is like there's the tension of the monsters and then there's the tension of the gameplay which is oh fuck my inventory's full i just found the coolest item the absolute thing i've been looking for and i have to run back through those monsters I don't have enough ammo to kill them. I have to dodge some of them. How am I going to make this work? Yeah. Roxy, how would you describe it? The Resident Evil as a franchise? Yeah, I mean, like, I agree with everything Mikey said. And a lot of these kind of focus on mastering areas and, like, maps and, like, a very tangible sense of progression moving through it to be like, oh, yeah, I cleared this area or I know how to dodge the zombies in this area. I got all the items I needed here. I never have to go back there. Look at me. Look what I did. Um, and I think also this game series focuses a lot on like the characters that you were inhabiting and like moving through the story with, uh, where it feels like, yeah, you're, you're making sure your friend Claire doesn't die. You know, (laughs) you're, uh, trying to save little Sherry if you can. Um, and I think it does a very good job of making those characters likable. Um, a lot of them are like maybe a little tropey in some ways, but like, they're still fun, uh, in this game in particular, like, the voice performances and the acting and stuff is great. Like, it's leveled up. Um, I do really appreciate, like, the hokey 90s acting from, like, you know, original Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2. Um, those will always have a special place in my heart, and I don't think they should ever change. But uh, I really like what they've done with the new ones here to make them, like, you know, more modern and feel more like real people. Absolutely. And I think um, that was the one thing I was going to add to what y'all were saying, but you kind of said it beautifully, is that um, to me, Resident Evil is all about characters. I mean, really, like what makes it special and different, I think, than something like a Silent Hill is Silent Hill is like, you know, it's, it's a great game and it has so many things that this series doesn't have, but I couldn't really tell you the names of most of the characters or protagonists nor do nor do i think it really matters those games are it's more 
yeah, yeah they're kind of like his psychological interrogation of your main character in a way yeah. where that feels very dreamlike mm -hmm. i guess right and it's like almost like a twilight zone kind of punishment that they're going yeah. through as as opposed to this which is a action you know kind of like an a horror action where you're rooting for your heroes to overcome against your villains and i think that uh i i could you know chris redfield claire redfield leon kennedy jill valentine there's all these like uh stapled characters that we've grown up with over the years robert the f kennedy robert f kennedy <laughs> bobby kennedy R richard nixon leon bridges <laughs> yeah can I, another can I... big thing that these games all have too is like anti like big money like anti-capitalist kind of to a degree yeah. as well where yeah. it's like these big, horrible, big pharma yeah these big horrible yeah. corporations who don't give a shit about the people who they grind under the gears of whatever plan they're trying to make happen and you're mm. just playing as one of those people trying to like do your best and get out of there <laughs> yeah can can i ask what other games these two characters are in together or do they do they ever they do reappear right marvel yeah. versus yeah. capcom 3 <laughs> marvel versus capcom yeah. they have icons in super smash brothers ultimate leon right. is the main character of four right and then claire, claire is, is the in... main character of code veronica mm -hmm. which is also kind of four like they both took three off and then they each yeah. got their own <laughs> next game yeah okay yeah. that's cool and then Leon is one of the playable characters in six. There's like six playable characters in six. Yeah. Leon is one of them. Um, and, and then it, Claire is in some of the, she's in the spinoff, Resident Evil Revelations. Mm. Revelations 2. Which is actually really good. Uh, cool. I recommend it. Yeah. And what's neat, I think what's neat about that too, is that there's a continuity, Tyler. Like, like when you see Leon again in four, he's different. Like, because he's been through this and mm -hmm. now he's like kind of more of a, badass and more competent and stuff whereas in this game he's like more buff he's like like green and he's like well i, I don't gee i don't know I, <laughs> he's a cute little naive boy scout doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's doing right. <laughs> i did i did have to ask my friend because i did play part of the four remake and i was like is this the guy from four and he went <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's very fun Thanks, Jack. Uh, one thing i also wanted to to bring up too and like uh you know these games are whether it's intentional or not just like we had to broach this topic at sonic these games are very horny like resident evil is a very horny franchise and it is like people come to it for that too you'll see like thirst trap leon kennedy's all day on twitter you know it's like people people love it people get really into i've never seen that is this all your feed <laughs> well i'm typing i'm searching for it specifically uh -huh. <laughs> so i guess that's probably on me sure. can i ask a question about the horny factor yeah are the games horny in the sense that like the characters are like hot are and good. like the 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 public sexualizes the characters or are there like horny parts in the game that like i don't There's know hits. That... they're very much yeah. like there there are uh uh docks from which you could sail your horny boat out of yeah, that the game okay. provides you. Yeah, there, there's also a lot of just you know with any horror, uh, anything. There's a lot of you know 
people stabbing something mm-hmm. into someone. There's all these mm-hmm. like allusions to sexuality in yeah. the horror genre period. A lot of insertion. Resident Evil 3 yeah. has some real big insertion moments. Yeah, there's one scene in particular oh. that's like, that's somebody's fetish that they snuck in here that we didn't yes. need, but they put yes. in there anyway. Okay, and we needed it. I think fetish oh, we is the key, it. Roxy. Like, I think that's the key is like, there's a lot of fetish stuff in Resident Evil. For example, Lady D in 8, is this sort of fetish of like a growth fetish or whatever like um yeah i feel like she kind of eclipsed a lot of that just game in general and everybody's perception mm -hmm. of that game um and then she of course turns into a big monster and the funny thing is people are like oh people are gonna be grossed out by that but it's like "Mm, i know that's still appealing to a particular subset of folks she she went from 10 feet to 12 feet (laughs) <laughs> and now I can't... she's got wings and is a decaying yeah. creature. I can't cool. believe I King's asked. just losing their mind. <laughs> How could I ask if this franchise is horny and just like totally forget Lady D and like that mm. phenomenon a couple years ago? Well, I'm, and I e- apologize. Even, even with this game, I don't you know should. if you guys remember, modders <laughs> got a hold of it right away and turned oh, Mr. X into like what a giant <laughs> penis and stuff and like <laughs> put him in like, like bondage gear. Yeah, yeah, it it became super horny. I well, mean, people are horny for this. The, the reason tank engine and funny mods too, but yeah, yeah. the horny the... ones were the first ones. The reason I know she is ten feet tall is because people <laughs> bullied the developers to release the like how tall she is, <laughs> and her shoe size, which I didn't yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, but I think Connor, it is mostly like unintentional like okay. oh not unintentional yeah. but like people take it and then they go nuts online rule 34 well, stuff yeah, Caller, it's not super overt i'm sure part. you yeah. know about this i think in the original aren't there like i don't know if it's in this but there's like posters on the wall of like bikini women and like mm-hmm. there's like a up, even up a top secret, there is and even like there's like a secret photo of one of the other police officers you know what i'm talking about yeah the rebecca photo yeah 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 there is enough there is exactly enough there that it's not coming out of the blue but it's not so much that like are there any series that are like explicitly horny i'm trying to think sonic well you have something like what is it lollipop chainsaw or whatever you have games like bmx xxx that are like they're like what is that trying to be horny Which I would almost argue the the like the Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. You know, yeah. it is a, a little more chaste than even like horror movies, right? Like we're not oh, yeah. seeing tits the way we see them no. in Friday the Thirteenth, no. and I do think that's like the scientifically accurate term for the way we see boobs in those movies. You know what I mean? Like it just, mm. yeah, it's it's they, like law, like lurid and kind of kind of kind of gross. It's a little uh, uh, surface level. Frosting on a yeah, on a not cake artsy at all. It's not. Yeah. They, it's not, well, they they're sort of beautiful. Actively, they narratively actively avoid romance. Also, like yeah. none of these characters were romantically involved except oh. for Ethan and his wife, who are already married. Like mm. they're not interested That's in true. telling a love story or like these characters are just partners. They just survive together. They don't. They don't think about sex. So I think Although... maybe an absence of that also makes people fill it in possibly. Mm. I agree with that. I think I think because like both Claire and Leon and to be honest, all of them appear so virginal like that. They're like, you can't imagine any of them having sex. And I Mm. think that kind of repression breeds like, oh, but what if, you know, Um, that said, there's a little moment 
in the second episode where I thought I caught a hint of something between Claire. Yeah, and there's like a like, flirty Ooh. vibe there. There's a, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and it's interesting too that dynamic because I I felt. I don't know if we're talking about the same scene, but I felt it more from Claire than Leon. Leon almost sort of brushes her off, and Claire mm-hmm. and Claire's more excited to see him. But then there's then there is Le- Leon and Ada, which we won't get into for a while on the show. But Leon and Ada have a will they won't they mm. sort of relationship mm. that carries over through the games. But it's so it's like very subtle, and it's not like ever the main focus of the plot or anything. So, um, mm. cool. Well, uh, any other table setting about RE2 Remake before we jump into uh, Lights Up the Game Starts? Um, I just want to mention real quick with the PS5 upgrade, uh, McCuller and Jeremy, did you notice like it was way more brighter than the PS4 version? I, I make sure to have my settings, my display settings cranked way down. Making so that mm-hmm. I I adjust it dark because okay. I like yeah, yeah I like it really dark. so like a good twenty minutes I was fiddling around with that because it was just so bright yeah at first yeah um, there's just more light that it can render yes so did you pick kinda... ray tracing light I, I did yeah. yeah yeah it's good it it works well but I think yeah you have to crank it down yeah mm-hmm. so even like in the this opening cutscene that we'll get into like it really it really made it seem like oh no I w- I'd rather have it dark like you were saying like so I kind of yeah. had to fiddle around with the settings a bit. Yeah. anyway that's it mm. yeah, yeah I, I agree with you I think you I think you kind of want the flashlight to act as yeah. a real flashlight in a yes. pitch black room because yes. that's the most effective yes and if your brightness is turned up too high it's kind of hard to see what your flashlight is illuminating because it's just so yes. light blasted yeah yeah and it might there even be harder glaze. to see items in the room too yeah, even though that's like not a... really an issue we'll get into the map the map is the best this this is the best map ever made for a primo game. map i love yeah. it so much yeah um okay so uh let's get oh. into it oh yeah real quick just one thing yeah so yeah. Um, they have the original soundtrack and the new soundtrack and mm-hmm. like different outfits you can pick before you start the game. What did you guys choose? Mm. I've done Octo both Vanilla. before. I, I went with original this time. Okay. I, I went original, original soundtrack outfits too? and original yeah. outfits. Yeah. Yep. Is oh, that a feature awesome. available if you've played it before or is it available to everyone? Because I totally missed it. I missed so. it too. I have no idea what this the, is. It's I think DLC costumes... that is for free that you can download, I believe. Right, Mikey? Mm. The costumes unlock after a playthrough, so you don't oh. have a costumes option. And I think the original soundtrack might be like a pre-order bonus kind of thing. Shoot, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure, sure you can don't... get it. But there's, the there's also like is a DLC pack for like $5 that unlocks everything, including mm-hmm. all of that. So like oh, you can cool. po- if you wanted to poke around and look at some of the costumes, I don't love any of the other costumes. One of them is like polygonal models where you can mm-hmm. look like you were the yeah. polygon models from that is the cool. original game, That's which is cool. so funny just reacting yeah. in a realistic environment oh, with yeah. like these chunky polygon hands like, and stuff. Like in Odyssey, how you can, or mm-hmm. Super yeah. Odyssey, yes, you can wear exactly. the 64 costume. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I'll say that I'm doing all like new to this game score and costumes but i'm also and i forgot to mention this up top i can't believe i forgot i'm playing the original resident evil 2 alongside of this oh rad so i so i'm getting both i'm getting fed i'm eating good (laughs) i got both going i want to do that like but i just need to get a 
I mean, I could buy it, you know, on a number of platforms, but I do want to play it on a PS1 on this old TV. Um, I'm just trying to find a cheaper yeah. one than what I'm looking than what I've been finding. So I, I think that might be the easiest and cheapest way to legitimately play okay. is still PS1. Because yeah. I think if you try to get a GameCube copy or oh. something like that, like, or yeah. GameCube copies like 150 bucks. Yeah, you yeah. I think that. PS1 yeah. copies like around 60, which mm, is relatively yeah. reasonable, and that's like complete yeah. with a manual if you care about that. Okay, Connor, um, I'll tell I... you what. I I need to own that original PlayStation one, so maybe I'll just pull the trigger and buy it and lend it to you. You so don't you have it, Mikey. It's my own. I know. I'm surprised you don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got it on GameCube. I do have the GameCube one, um, and I mostly play it on PC. At this point, mm, that's where that's speed true. runs of that original game take place on. So uh, I yeah. do have through emulation, play. yeah, PC on emulation. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a blast. I will say I did play. I did for some stupid reason choose Leon A and doing Claire B. So I finished. I've so far finished a Leon A, and then I'm like gonna. I'm moving into Claire B right now. Moving so I'm I'm actually sort of caught up. I'm playing along now with with uh, my Claire. Hmm. My Claire I'll, I'll tell you why that is, and it's fucked up. And I don't care for it. The original well, Resident Evil 2 yeah. came on two discs. Yes. And one disc was just Leon and one disc was just Claire. And Leon is disc one. So yeah. they accidentally told you Leon is first. But the way the story progresses, and I don't want to yes. get into it to spoil things, there are story points that come up in later Resident Evils that reveal, oh, this is very clear. It, it was Claire A, Leon B. And yeah. I also just feel that, like, specifically for this remake, Claire A, Leon B feels like the correct heightening. It yes. feels like the story tracks yeah. more clearly as opposed to like Leon kind of takes a big jump and then we settle down for Claire. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. we can build all the Well, through. all of Claire's stuff pretty much happens earlier in the playthrough. All of her big story beats and then all of Leon's happen towards the end of a playthrough. Right. Right? So that's why I think it's kind of it makes more sense if it's like Claire A, Leon B as well. But it's like, um, um you got to play uh big, the cat before you can play E one or two gamma. Right. Absolutely. It it exactly. in the correct way. Yeah. yeah. You won't know what the fuck is going on. I will say <laughs> I had no, uh, I'm a robot. <laughs> I had no part in choosing this. Cause I didn't know what you guys were talking about with a and B and whatnot, but playing it, there was a part of me that was like, wait a minute. So, Leon's the rookie. I could see how you might pick him first, mm. and especially because you keep hearing about him over and over. There's this parallel story that's happening, but I'm very much enjoying Claire as kind of an intro into the game for me. And an intro into Leon. I think it actually works cool that way. It, it builds Leon mm -hmm. up, and then when Leon finally, finally get to play as him, the whole... Well, you'll see. I don't want to spoil too much, but things are different when Leon mm. hits the scene. So that's true. It's... Everybody's talking about Leon. Nobody knows Claire. No one knows. <laughs> so Claire. They, yeah. they don't bring her up. And why would they? Yeah. So it almost feels like an intentional thing of they're making, building your anticipation for Leon. Mm -hmm. Um, And, Oh, and I also will say that even though they had an opportunity to kind of change this a B nonsense, in the game, Leon is listed first and Claire's underneath Leon. Yes. So it's mm, like yeah. still they're it's like they're intentionally tricking it's just, you or something. It's because it's alphabetical by last name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that. that makes sense. Uh yeah. Okay. Um 
Okay, so yeah, we have this very iconic opening to to the game. It's uh it's a truck driver. Yeah, we meet he's... the real hero of not yes. only <laughs> this podcast but the whole network. Yeah. This whole network podcast. Yeah, it's just Without wow, what a guy. We probably don't have a super NPC radio. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've been trying Roxy, to get him on context. the pod for months. I think because Roxy wasn't on that podcast and for anybody who hadn't listened to it, uh, when this game came out in 2019, the truck driver won best new character in our game of the year awards. And I think he won at least one other year. Is that right, July? Do you remember? That sounds like next year. Yeah. The next year. He won year. the next year also for best new character. <laughs> yeah. You can tell we take the awards quite seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I mean, that guy just has such star power. How could you not? Best line and, he has, and he has such cool takes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I laughed so hard. <laughs> Even I didn't. I forgot it was coming. Yeah, just like all the times it's come up on these podcasts, yeah. it just was so unexpected. And the fact that he was eating a burger in his car by himself yeah. made it ten times funnier. Yeah, there Dude, is. It's, it's great. so much richer of a text than I remember. Like, <laughs> I think I've skipped this cutscene every time I've played it since I initially played it. But like, so many details. He has an earring. Yeah, yeah. Cool. he does. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, he's cool. Really do. He's cool. <laughs> wife guy. He, wife he guys does, usually yeah. do. He does make a, a joke about how on the radio we're hearing, you know, it's basically a talk radio show, like a late night. I almost feel like it's like a coast to coast show Razor he's listening Crane to. Kind sort of thing. like the original podcast. Yeah, radio. And uh, he's... Uh, and on the show, it's a guy talking about, I was at the bar and this woman came after me and, you know, whatever. And they're, and, you know, and he's like, huh, sounds like my wife or whatever. Like, cause he's describing her being looking dead, I think. Right. Yeah. Is that yeah. it's like yeah, rotting like flesh aggressive. on her face? Oh, yeah. right. Sounds Look. like my wife. Sounds like my wife. No, right. like she my has wife. that rare disease where her skin is melting. He also sounds laughs like to wife. himself. He's like, yeah, that's a really funny joke. I just got her. I got her. He pulls so out his uh, stand up notebook and writes yeah. it down. Right. Now, yeah. I do, I don't want to cut down our hero too much, but I do have some criticism for the way that he eats his burger uh, okay let's hear it let's hear fork. it i don't care and be careful connor you're coming at the best right now i know i'm really playing with fire and my <laughs> potential future here at this network um uh and podcasting in general i don't care how sloppy of an eater you are who eats a burger while you're like look i love eating while i'm en route when i'm on the road i love like when i'm taking a road trip I love get, specifically. I will get Pizza. Carl's Jr. Oh. I'll get a famous star, an order of fries, and a big soda. I've got a whole method. Um, I can't believe that this guy takes his thing, the, the burger, fully out of the wrapper. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, there's sauce dripping out of it. You're yeah. getting that on your pants. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. Like, but is I'm he such a slob that he just doesn't care? Yeah, I think yeah. that's the point. But mm. I, I just had to point out that I thought that was nuts. Or, or is it that he's just such a hard worker? You know, this is like the twelfth hour of his truck driving shift. He's just like, mm. I gotta eat. I don't have a take. All I'll say is I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Connor, thank you for bringing up Carl's Jr. Because I actually feel like that's what he's eating. 
He You're is welcome. eating yeah. a burger from yeah. specifically oh, he's eating Carl's a six dollar burger. Yeah, it's a six dollar <laughs> burger. He yeah. was They're hooked by the... by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, he was hooked by the advertising. The sexy yep. ladies. Yeah. Paris <laughs> yeah. Hilton. Stars. Sounds like not my right, wife. guys. Stars. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Famous stars. All right. Uh, so, uh, so he then just absolutely plows into us <laughs> a woman walking in the middle of the road and i took down this is my first note i took down is like um you know awesome hey is that in your notes uh, yeah i said awesome no i i wrote down <laughs> love the hair coming off the hood of the semi truck there's mm. this shot of like just this like after he's hit this woman you just see like the hair flying off of the hood mm-hmm. almost from this like this angle outside of the windshield outside of the car and it like it just looks stunning and like very evocative it's and a great detail too like, yeah. like it's a the... shot i haven't seen before in like movies yeah you know it's just like a really well-placed thing and i was like oh like it does so much those type of moves do so much for making you feel so immersed and um, yeah if this were like never... law and order or a detective show if this were columbo for example yeah yeah and that was a real that was at a live woman and not just a zombie that he would later get attacked by mm-hmm. um then th- if he would try to cover this up they would find that hair in the grill of his truck i think oh mm. yeah big mm. time and teeth God. jeremy and connor would never talk about sonic like this <laughs> so uh he, you know, it's that classic zombie scene kind of after that where once he stops, you know, she like goes flying and then he comes out and he's checking on her and gets a phone call, I believe, or hears on the radio something. And then as he's turned around, you see the zombie get up behind mm-hmm. him. He's quite concerned, too. And, you know, he's toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But not immediately. <laughs> nope. Nope, we will meet up with this trucker a little bit later. So to, um, to hear how he would podcast with Brian Callen, you know, <laughs> we'll never get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shame. He is one of the Legion of Skanks. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, now we get Claire uh, on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm absolute like just so cool is there anything more badass than claire pulling into town on her motorcycle Dude, no jacket in the rain like she is just on fire she's wearing a red leather jacket in mine red leather jacket yeah oh sorry i'm watching i'm watching this video over and over and she's just wearing a shirt nothing i think it's Uh, the costume someone's a modern different it's the modern version over and over yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Claire pulls up, and immediately my first note was like, "Oh, I just had totally forgotten how much I love Claire as like a protagonist, as someone I'm gonna like play in this game." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot how great Claire is." I'm like so psyched to to. So you uh, pull into a gas station, and. You notice some suspicious things. There's a police car with all of its doors open, sort of just sitting there. And you see un- the gas prices are incredibly low. You're like, what's yeah. up here? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Gas <laughs> prices are a dollar. What's the catch? <laughs> wow, I guess yeah, they don't have a war in Ukraine going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No war in Ukraine yet. Umbrella hasn't started the war in Ukraine yet. Um, I did find a thanks Biden sticker on the <laughs> gas <laughs> <box>. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I did uh, that. <laughs> and I believe so I think this is like maybe one of the first like sort of deviations from the original game like completely where I believe that Leon and Claire meet in a diner. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. So they uh, yeah. In the original the truck driver goes to the gas station mm-hmm. and gets bit there and that's when he goes guys a maniac why would he bite me? Why would he bite me? Yeah. All we get of the truck driver and all we get of the gas station. Mm-hmm. And in this game, they turned it into your little tutorial section, which was very smart, I thought. Yeah, and there's even some set dressing with Claire on a phone call, like talking mm-hmm. about that she's looking for Chris, so you like know why she's here pretty mm-hmm. pretty easily too. Yeah, I wrote and down, like... Oh, go. Oh, cool. I wrote down a note at this point as I was just starting the game and, you know, you, see, you get a little camp with the truck driver and then Claire shows up. I was intrigued, but this early I wrote down because... Michael McCaller had texted earlier in our NPCs group chat that he was replaying this game and getting emotional. Mm-hmm. So I wrote, why does this game make McCaller emotional? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I have, my, I have my theories. I know why it can make me overwhelmed with joyful emotions, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll find out. McCaller, anytime we get to a point when you feel like you were overwhelmed with emotion, just shout it out. It was here. What happened? Oh, wow. well, yeah, yeah. Let's walk us through it. So what happens I, here? I am playing, and actually, I've been meaning to introduce this concept for a long time, and maybe I'll say it again at the end, and remind me to say it at the beginning of the next episode. Call I'm religion. playing this game. <laughs> I'm changing my religion. I am playing this game on Hardcore. Oh. But I'm playing oh. it very, very slowly, and I'm kind of exploring, and I'm not, like, opening any safes. I haven't read the note that tells me the, the combination for it. Like, I'm not using any of my speedrun knowledge. I'm playing it as though it's completely fresh. And I am playing it in a way that I'm trying to not get bit. Any zombies that I get bitten by, I'm tracking the number of bites that I take in this playthrough. And for every zombie bite, not boss attacks, not like mm-hmm. uh, death by other kinds of monsters, but every zombie bite, I'm going to randomly select one of our Patreons and give them a $5 gift card to their eShop, Steam, PlayStation Network store of choice. Whoa. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. To encourage me to not bite, not be bitten. But yeah, that you've been is a... bitten a hundred times now, right? <laughs> I went in that first section and took a number of bites. This reminds me of that Tim Robinson sketch where he has to like refund their money if he se- if he talks. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but all that is to say, when I first started this game up and first got control of Claire again, I was like, I'm gonna really take my time. I'm gonna like explore this in a way that I absolutely have not done since the first time I played this game in 2019. Yeah. And there are little details that I totally missed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can run down the street <laughs> just away from the gas station. Oh, I've never done that. I've Ooh. never thought to do either. And she runs for a while. She runs past that big Raccoon City home of umbrella sign that we've seen in the opening cutscene, And she doesn't remark upon it. But you can just run your Claire past it. She gets to know. She just goes, middle of nowhere. Turns around. That's <laughs> 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 what I remember. Oh, um, and then great. the other details that I saw here that I had never noticed before. On the outside, there's a sign advertising hamburgers. 
Oh, brand, okay. no kind of hamburgers. It's just the general concept of hamburgers. Yeah, it's, it's like when you drive a past a strip mall and it just says Italian food, yes. and you're like, yeah. "That's where this they have where, that." This is when you teared up, and that's when I teared up. <laughs> I was like, "This game has so many like." It's the idea of like knowing someone so well, but then all of a sudden you find out new things about them. Like when I mm. find out how much Tyler Schnupp cares about the movie Back to School starring Rodney Dangerfield. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I've known Tyler Schnupp for years and it makes me kind of emotional. I'm like, wow, there's even more to know about this guy that I already like. How yeah. exciting. Yeah. That's Inverse. how I felt. So many different that. Rodney Dangerfield stuff that Tyler <laughs> likes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Little Nicky. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I will say because uh, we're talking about entering the gas station and stuff, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, I also am trying to take my time a little bit as you know, being my first playthrough, just checking out details, looking at like the fidelity of stuff. And like Nick was commenting, this game is absolutely gorgeous. You know, I, I understand that I'm playing on the PS5 upgrade, but like I'm sure the PS4 version is also pretty quite excellent. Oh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. it's still beautiful. Um, and because this is my first true I mean, you know true full resident evil experience everything i do and every like little building and room i enter i'm just like i'm i'm like flashlight up like is something mm. around this corner i'm like checking i'm checking corners before going around other corners to not be surprised and i feel like the gas station um is like roxy described it as like a tutorial and i think it is a great uh little introduction there's not too much going on you're not introduced yeah. to too many concepts, but just enough to uh, whet that appetite. Uh, and I found it fun, and and I had, like, two jump scares in here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for time's sake, just to keep it moving, we, uh, I think, you know, they basically, like McCuller said, tutorialize you here in this gas station. They kind of teach you how to run, how to open things. I think they, uh, you get your gun here. Um, and you see your introduction to a zombie, uh, which I think is, um, or one that you're going to have to take care of. And I think this is kind of evoking a little bit of Resident Evil 1, right? It's like a mm. zombie hunched over a body and then the slow turn into camera is like mm -hmm. a sort of iconic Resident Evil 1 thing. And and then, of course, the zombie gets up. And then what are you guys doing? Everyone's shooting him, getting him down, and then trying to figure out what to do next. Because you, you don't have to kill any zombies in here, I don't think, right? No, you can you can run. Yeah. Uh, but you have to go get the key, which is past the guy. Behind um, him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I kind of a choice to oh sorry. Him. You did. <laughs> and immediately I was like, why did I do that? I was so mad then he just didn't die from a headshot. I got over right. it. I got over it. Cause you know, if I, I don't die from getting bit on the neck, then it's mm -hmm. okay if the zombie doesn't die from a headshot. <laughs> right. I think there's... So you're you're gonna have to get used to that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I, I'm really good at getting headshots in this game, and they do not oh, do much. That's wow. great, uh, Nick. I was actually going to talk about how I'm not good at it. Like mm. I like I I struggle with, uh, or to me it feels authentic in a way where it's yeah. like this is kind of how it would be if I was really trying to shoot somebody, which I would mm -hmm. like miss almost every time. <laughs> uh, so, but and I, but I do think that what helps this the the challenge for combat is in how well these zombies move like they're always sort of they have this like floating kind of slow thing where yeah, their heads are sort of like swaying and it makes it where you're like you can't really predict exactly where the head's gonna go next you mm -hmm. know 
I just I think it's great. I think the design on these on these zombies are are incredible and you know just such a a step up from anything we've seen in the series before i think Mm. you know like uh and nick i was gonna ask you because there's this bizarre little aiming mechanism if you stand still your your aim zeroes in and and focuses so you can get a more precise shot but like did your cod cod skills because you as we all know you're the cod king did they transfer to this 100 percent. it's reticle shooting for sure Mm. i i uh this was my critique at the end of our sonic games club that i i understand why i was wrong but why i thought i was right you can really only get the good shot if you do stand still which means Mm. that running and gunning is not that effective otherwise Mm. you're hitting a lot of body shots or just fully missing which started to happen to me a lot in this game and i was like i'm wasting so much ammo but (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I, I do a lot of sniping in Call of Duty mm. Warzone, and I, I do feel like it translated a bit. So there's like mechanical aspects to the zombies that, Mikey, you probably know more from speedrunning stuff that you can tell me if if I'm wrong here. But like body parts will degrade. Like you can shoot arms off, you can shoot legs off to like, you know, kneecap a zombie. So now it can't run at you or knock its arms off. So now it can't grab you. Oh. Um, And also headshots don't necessarily do more damage but they have a chance to crit so you could just like completely blow up their head on one of those shots and Mm -hmm. save your ammo so that's like the benefit to doing headshots but yeah like you were saying sometimes you will get body shots and stuff or you can hit him in the head like five times and he won't die (laughs) yeah yeah, which i felt like i almost feel like the crit chance isn't worth it because it feels so randomized if their head's gonna explode it maybe only Mm -hmm. happened to me with two or three yeah, I, I think it's I, yeah. so far. Um, I, I, and it's you know we'll get into this more as we go, like everything. But like, there's also a kind of a motivation to do away with these zombies, like because there's a continuity to them. Like they won't if you clear out a room, then you kind of don't have to worry about that room again. Yeah, there is such a continuity. This is such a well-made game that like wherever you drop a zombie, their body just stays there. Yeah. You kill a zombie, it stay it falls in the hall, you run around the whole any other game would dissolve that body so you yeah. don't have to the game doesn't have to process it. You know, it doesn't have to stay in its memory anymore. This game is just like, nah, man. You yeah. Kill the zombie there, that's where that zombie's it. That gave yeah. me one of my biggest scares early on where I walked <laughs> over a body and it wasn't fully dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. so many of those that are just like waiting to spook you. That, uh... And sometimes it's so clear they're gonna get up and you're just like when's it gonna happen you're like what do i need to do to trigger it to get up um, yeah i definitely wasted bullets when I, where i was like i can't remember if that one does get up and so i'll shoot it in the head just to make sure and then yeah if it doesn't get up then i waste a bullet if it does then okay maybe i save myself a little bit so if you get the key and you unlock the side door to get out of the freezer sort of area um you're gonna have to run through the the gas station like little maze because they've knocked over you know a zombie in there has knocked over different shelving and 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 you you know it it's very harrowing and you're in your it feels like they're right on your heels they do a good job of making it feel like oh my god i gotta get out of this door and as soon as you do you get the iconic leon claire uh meeting for the first time which is uh i would say this moment's like an echo of how it looks in the original game where it's somebody opens a door and then someone has a gun drawn and they're mm-hmm. like 
get down and then she pops down and boom leon tags the zombie behind her and uh yeah the lines iconic. are exactly the same yeah <laughs> wait don't shoot get down like i want to yeah. go to a wait, rap concert and just be like when yeah. i say wait don't wait, shoot don't you shoot. say get down get down <laughs> yeah dude it's uh it's great and then um and then yeah like you know i i is that leon's car or is it just a random <laughs> is that a car there when you enter yeah it's yes. the cop who got bit like by the zombie oh in the yes room. oh he, great he yeah. to help and then yeah he doesn't make it so well, he doesn't need that car yeah Real so quick. we don't really know how leon got there we'll find that out later i guess speaking of that cop who was uh in the in the gas station already sketching something i totally forgot about this guy he was arresting that zombie <laughs> yeah his arm <laughs> behind him and it's gonna take him and give him due process yeah <laughs> very yeah. funny to me yeah this is we're at the point in the zombie horror tropes of it all where they don't know what these are yet they still right. think that they're just yeah. but like when you get to the playstation men. they've been under siege for days there's yeah. no yeah. talking yeah. about it. this man should know unless he's from yeah. out, his, out of the city or something you're going downtown he keeps saying yeah he brings him downtown and everyone's like what are you doing <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. throw him out of the car <laughs> this guy has no concept of miranda rights yeah. <laughs> uh okay so yeah once you get in the car with leon you guys are heading into the city mm -hmm. and um I, I believe you have a brief conversation before something happens that i completely forgot about which is the uh credit sequence that happens yeah. in this game oh yeah like a tv show like it, yeah or it reminded me of uh zach snyder's dawn of the dead where it has that like johnny cash song playing and oh, it's like yeah. does the b-roll of all like the news reports and stuff mm -hmm. um yeah you get a nice little uh intro this this was the first time where i noticed like uh or i could put words to the des just the design, the overall design choices of this game. It's like everything is just perfect. Like the colors yeah. are perfect. The fonts, everything is just, it all works together and to establish this beautiful tone. Um, it, it, it's interesting you say that because the getting to the final like title card when it says Resident Evil 2 very big, it does come from a city and mm -hmm. and cities are designed exactly like that, right? Like it's a grid. It's, you want to have the correct flow. You want everything to work together correctly. Like it's, it, it, it's something that like, there's not a city kind of trope in horror. I don't think, I don't think cities are necessarily like the kind of place that where you would think of like the haunted house of Resident Evil one uh, or uh, a, a lot of horrors will do like, you know, we, uh, an orphanage feels like a good horror location. Cities really aren't, but Resident Evil 2 almost feels like it's grabbing the city aesthetic and saying okay. like, we are the city horror trope. My addendum to that a little bit is that I think cities are somewhat associated with zombies now, but I don't know if that was mm -hmm. the case before. Like Walking Dead really leaned into that, Last of Us a little bit too. But it feels like more of a modern thing. Maybe Resident Evil inspired it to some extent. I think that this game is uh, definitely aping off of the Living Dead franchise. So it's like mm -hmm. RE1 is in one location, like Night of the Living Dead. RE2 is in a, a more of a city thing, which is like Dawn yeah. of the Dead. Um, but yeah, I definitely remember when this game came out in the 90s, that being so sick 
Like you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, we get to explore this whole city. And they do such good PS1 trickery to make you kind of feel like you do, even though it's really, uh -huh. you're outside for like again. two seconds. Yeah, and then it's yeah. the police station again. Anyways, so yeah, we get this we get this scene with uh, Claire and Leon. And I one note I took is that Claire waits kind of a long time to mention that her brother is also a cop, which yeah. I was like, that'd be the first <laughs> thing I would say right away. It's yeah. like, oh, you're a cop? My brother's do you a know cop. my brother? Yeah. Do you know my brother? You probably do. Like, you're a cop. Are you guys friends? Yeah. Well, I think, but does he say it's his first day yet? Because then she's probably like, oh, I guess he wouldn't. I don't I remember suppose. hearing. Maybe he does. Maybe I think that's they both like intro, like, this is my motivation for being here. Uh oh. <laughs> yes. now I'm Leon. What's your want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we get to this kind of pivotal moment where they get to a break in the road where they can't go further in the car. Zombies start to wake up all around them and sort of surround the car. And they, I, I think they try to back up. And that's when they notice our truck driving friend has <laughs> is coming toward them at with no brakes in mind. I and... didn't expect to see this guy again. I thought <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, baby. it was just like sort of an opening scene that was yeah. like, hey, yeah, the zombie stuff is happening. But hey, here he comes to ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very Chekhov's uh, misogynist truck driver. <laughs> I'll say it. Seeing him again is the first time I got emotional. Yeah, yeah. I was. I got emotional when I saw what that accident did to his burger. Oh. I was bummed out. I was Never like, did he finish it? Yeah. Bummed out. Did he um, finish it? <laughs> finish, finish it. Uh, so, yeah, the truck uh, plows into your car and... One thing I love about this scene is that they're trying to get out and you think the scene is going to be like they get out at the very last minute and then, but no, the scene is the truck just hits that car super hard mm -hmm. and then it's like they get all spun around and then they get out and then the car explodes. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're Gosh, not feeling they take good. Some hits. <laughs> yeah, they take some they big take, hits. Especially Claire. Claire, like, also, I think that it's the, the truck like explodes and it sends her flying into the car that she just got out of mm -hmm. it's like tom yeah. cruise in mission impossible 3 it's so sick yeah, yeah. cool it's pretty it's sick brutal it like she could have died there it's that motorcycle um, jacket all that padding yeah <laughs> not in but, connor's version yeah not in his <laughs> version i'm watching as we talk uh over and over like i knew uh they did a good job i feel like of of separating the two characters and it not being like, Hey, that was cheap. It felt, I mean, and even if it was cheap, who gives a shit really? But, uh, oh. you get separated from Leon. Um, and you just going off on your own merry way. Yeah. Claire, you okay? He's like on yeah. the other side of the, what? <laughs> you okay? Claire. <laughs> Definitely a level he up sounds... from Resident Evil ones. Uh, oh. let's split up now. Yeah. <laughs> Story yeah. Eight that separates okay. our characters. You don't meet okay. again for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I dig your communication style, pal. <laughs> it's very direct. Uh so yeah, then um so you get split up from Leon. He's gonna take a different route. You're forced to take uh this particular path. All of this stuff is actually quite linear, um, but they do a good job just like they did in the original game of making this feel like God, where do I go? It, we're opening up to such a big area. Like, holy, I, I have so many options. And and all I know is that I am, I'm looking at an army of zombies on fire right now. And mm -hmm. it, it is, 
it is quite a scene to like come come up to i think um and it's teaching you something i think vital about the game which is that you just literally can't kill kill all these zombies you got to get out of there you you can't mess you can't stick around too long or you're dead Mm -hmm. you're toast um so yeah then then you uh you follow a path basically through the city and uh you're destination is the police station i mean that's where you and leon agreed to meet um now there is for people who played the og game which is i guess just me mikey and roxy uh this is the very this is the first and biggest to me deviation from the original game that took took i think took us all for a bit of a ride and that is um in the original game there's a very iconic moment the first thing you do after you get out into the city is you run straight to an ammunition store <laughs> called Ken- kendo's and you meet a character there named kendo who is um i ca- i would call it considered like the boba fett of the resident evil universe and that, that he's right. on screen for like almost no time but people love this guy mm-hmm. uh and in this game you run straight to the police st- station no kendo in sight mm-hmm yeah. There's a whole chunk of game in the city streets. Like you're going through some like mo- like p- locations that I remembered very clearly. And I remember this first time being like, oh, I guess we're just not going to do that, huh? Yeah. yeah. There's like a basketball court even. It's mm-hmm. like very distinct. I, yeah. I did notice something in the sky during this part. And it was oh. a little Sonic. Uh, you could see just a glimpse of him on a snowboard as he's also trying to escape the city. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, oh, I saw weird. I saw up in the air cream the rabbit sort of fly by. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have Ken Doe, but I had Ken Bone in mine. <laughs> Gosh, that guy's everywhere lately. <laughs> Ken Bone has actually never played Resident Evil 2 because he couldn't decide if he was going to play as Leon or Claire. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I think the basketball court is in this, right? I mean, that's we do see that. Spoilers, it's later, but... I think. It's later, okay. Same with like Kendo too. Yeah. Spoilers. So, so yeah, I, my my first thinking when I'm playing this originally is, how could they have, of all the things to get rid of and mm-hmm. not do, how could they have gotten rid of Kendo? Like that feels wrong to me. Um, but well, they I'll, were smart. Kinda... They, you know, they have a, they have a plan for Kendo. Who is this guy? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't yeah, really. We'll talk about we'll this guy meet him later. We'll meet. Yeah, him. there's a spoiler. There's a, there's a spoiler, but uh, you will meet him later. Uh, what? And I'm sorry. And I know, I know you guys don't know who we're talking about, but I think a lot of people who have played this game do know exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Okay, so this we'll is more for, for them. It. Yeah. And and I will say, this... can I talk about uh, Wesker? And can I talk about um, who else? Um... No, that's a spoiler. Wait, well, retroactive spoiler. <laughs> Who can I? Um, you can talk about anything that should have showed up in this part of the game that didn't from the original. Okay, what about um, <laughs> Princess Peach? <laughs> okay, so uh, oh, another note I made was that this this all this game seems like it was just play tested to death. Hmm. I, I I think that this is the game acknowledging that like there is a universe where this remake comes out and it's haphazard and it kind of sucks and it cuts a lot of stuff that you think is iconic that you need and is like the worst case scenario for a Resident Evil 2 remake which is what Resident Evil 3 remake is I would argue Um, but 
this was the first moment where it's like they know what you're worried about happening in Resident Evil 2 remake. And yeah. we're teasing you with it, and it'll be a bigger deal when it comes back later. Like, they not only knew what you thought having played the game, they knew mm -hmm. what new players would think playing the game. They knew yeah. what, like, super fans would think playing the game, and they somehow made a game that pleases all of them. Yeah, and it's very playful. Like, I think that little yeah. trick of moving Kendo, which I know sounds crazy to some people on this episode who don't <laughs> know what we're talking about, that little trick is like huge. Still talking it, about Kendo. It would be the equivalent Nick, of like. We're still talking about Kendo. <laughs> it would be the equivalent of like if in the Final Fantasy VII remake, like Eris was supposed to die, and then Sephiroth just didn't fall from the sky and stab mm. her or whatever. It You're would just be like for the thing to happen. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like the iconic thing. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, eventually, yeah, you wind up somehow make carving a path out and getting to the police station. It's, it's I love the the way that the camera sort of just like blows way up and you see like how the scale of it um the way it's illuminated it's so the lighting is so great <laughs> um and this is sort of where we're gonna stop for today's episode but I would love to know you know any last thoughts before we before we head out of here like yeah uh, yeah I have one final thought it was pretty interesting to not see Kendo in this sort of run through. Very Connor of you, July. <laughs> Very interesting indeed. Uh, I'll <laughs> say uh, this intro, uh, I continued to play the first night that I started this game. I didn't just stop here. Uh, but this intro immediately like captured my attention and, and grabbed me. And I was like, oh, I am in for a treat. Like I believed everyone, but I was like, ooh, I'm intrigued and I just want to keep playing. Um, which is going to be a theme for me in this uh, series. But mm. yeah, uh, great job. I'll chip great in job. <laughs> and say I wasn't as sold yet. I Ooh. I was looking at the how pretty it was, but I hadn't had enough taste of the gameplay to make a decision. So I was kind of, I was just intrigued at this yes. point. I was like, okay, okay, let's see. We'll see what they got for me. Yeah. I, I'm uh you know, for those of us who haven't done a lot of survival horror stuff, you know, the way I like to equate it is it's like it's like a roller coaster. Like essentially you're like mm. on a ride more than anything where it yeah, just sometimes you gotta, you, you're like, oh, yeah. my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Right. And sometimes you're like, what? and then sometimes I'm like, why am I in line so long? What? <laughs> Is it and sometimes you go with two friends and so when yeah. they sit you down, you have to get seated next to another random guy. Sometimes yeah. you're like, why didn't I get the fast pass? Yeah. Right. Sometimes I get sick at the end. Anyways. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you fall off of the roller coaster. <laughs> sometimes you get a dull lit. Sometimes my head comes off my body when I'm <laughs> on these. Um, okay. Uh, that's going to do it for the episode one of the Resident Evil 2 Remake Games Club. We should come up with a better acronym. R-E-R-E-2-R. R-E-2-R. R-E-2-R Games Club. There we go. Uh, so excited to be doing this with you guys. Um, episode two, we're gonna we're gonna basically cover everything in the police station up to getting the three medallions, putting them in the the statue, and um, getting that cutscene. So uh, if you're playing along with the show, that's where we'll be next time you see us. Let's go around and do some plugs. Tyler Schnup, where can people find you? Schnup. 69 instagram and blue sky and my final thoughts are i did get 
uh, lost for five minutes in this the last part we just talked about. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> Love that. Uh, that's good though. Just, I feel like that's what's supposed to happen. I played yeah. so many times, so I don't. But like that, that I think you're doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> you do get a cutscene when you go to the door of the REPD, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like bolting it shut. I think, and then yeah. the zombies yeah. are reaching at you from the other yeah, side. They're like, the, what made me, me feel in. secure? Yeah. <laughs> they're trying in. so hard. I gotta go pee pee. Okay, uh, <laughs> Jerry, where can people find you? Listen to the Reactivators podcast on the Bonk Boys on the Patreon and at Nick Stance on socials. Bye. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. Somebody else wants to plug too. I'm Mr. X. I'm back. Oh, he's here. He okay. Mr. X. He just plug. burst through the wall. <laughs> Standing over me menacingly. I guess okay, he has nothing to plug. plug. Okay. Show to say hi. Bit over. July Diaz. What Mario? Roast to Donkey Kong. Video games, <laughs> comedy show episodes. Um, inside video games, classic. That's it. Uh, Connor McCabe. Yeah, you can follow me on social media uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. I'm on Blue Sky at Connor McCabe. Uh, and yeah, check out my podcast if you're not, you know, you're just listening to this uh, on the Games Club feed and you, you don't know it. I, I host a show called Call Me By Your Game where I have someone on to hear from them about a meaningful or memorable game from a particular moment in their life. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, it's all over. So check that out and um, thanks for having me on this first episode. Absolutely. Mikey McCuller, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube youtube.com slash at secret blimp this is me committing to it i am officially going to be putting my playthrough of resident evil 2 remake up on youtube by the time this episode is out so you can double check how many bites i get yeah keep me honest count the bites folks count the bites and potentially be rewarded by signing up at our patreon super npc radio Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. Maybe you get a little little present from your boy for being not as good at Resident Evil as he thought yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roxy Poke, where can people find you? Uh, I am on Twitch, Twitter, and Blue Sky, all as Red Mage Roxy, and I am also streaming my playthrough of this game. Um, so it'll probably be like every Thursday before we do a recording session. Um, if folks want to come by and say hello, and uh, my usual stream schedule is just Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, so... Uh, come say hello on those days too when I'm not playing Resident Evil. Yes, absolutely. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can follow me on Blue Sky at Jeremy Schmidt. Again, if you're listening to this on a free feed, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where we're probably on to a different game that we're covering there for our games club. Until next week, we'll see you then. Make sure you lock your doors and, uh, you know, uh, get your get your gun. Get your gun yeah. by your bed. Yeah. Case. No. Go get go buy a gun and uh, get have it. Alright. Alright, cut his mic. Alright. Uh, see gun. you soon. <laughs> 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 <laughs>